Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Valdivia Show. So today I'm recording after going to a couple of events, after a couple of weeks of going to shows and stuff like that. And it has been an awesome experience. It's been about three weeks, I think, since the last time I recorded. And I've just been like running around, going everywhere. Um, when I re recorded last, I said I was going to the One Love Cali Fest. That was in Long Beach. So I went over to Long Beach, spent a couple of days there, went to the after party on Saturday, which was amazing. If you want to go to my website, valdiviasentertainment.com, I have a little recap of what happened during that uh, Saturday night. It was pretty uh, crazy. Um, I when, when I got to Long Beach, uh, surprisingly, or... Oddly enough, I, I picked a hotel at random because, you know, I, I got one of the cheapest ones. And uh, I just said, whatever whatever's pretty cheap, I'll get. It doesn't matter. And uh, oddly enough, I got the same hotel that I got last time when I went to that uh, Tropicalia Fest in the Queen Mary Park. And when I, when I went to that one, it was a really cool uh, experience because it was a really cool hotel. It was, uh, I think it's run by like uh some like uh indian people and and when you go into the room you can smell the uh incense the, like you know that that like flowery sort of smoky smell <laughs> that's really nice um so they i think they they put some of that stuff either on the on the detergent or or they actually put some in the rooms and you smell it and it's like this is very calming wave of aromas that hit you and they just kind of chill you out after uh, driving for a couple hours um so i got that hotel again and it was really awesome uh it was it was perfect but when i got there <laughs> when i got to the hotel there was a little bit of a problem going on in the reception area there was a a lady um that uh, i mean i don't know what happened before that moment but at that moment she was arguing with the receptionist because the receptionist would not let her use uh, the phone the telephone in the in the office she was trying to call someone to pick her up because apparently she has she was stranded there like somebody i guess somebody dropped her off or they spend the night in the hotel and then you know the, the, the other person took off and she was there with her kid and uh, like a bunch of you know boxes of clothes or, or bags of clothes so she was trying desperately to to get someone uh to help her like call someone and then when i got there um i had my because i do uber obviously I, if, if you've heard the podcast you've heard it before I got there and I have my Uber sticker and my Lyft sticker on the windshield and, and she saw it, she's like, oh my god, she was like, like the face of relief, you know, was, was on her and she looked at me, she's like, are you here for me? <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, I'm, I'm here to check in. So right away her face changed from like hope and relief to like, oh crap, I, I still have to deal with this, this shit I'm dealing with. So she turned back to the receptionist and she started, uh, you know, arguing with her or him about um, letting letting her use a telephone. And they went back and forth and she started crying. And I don't mean crying like, like a little tear here and there. I mean like bawling and arguing and yelling and she had a kid with her and it was really intense. Um, so I just... I did the the slow Homer back up into the into the bushes. If you've seen that uh, GIF before, I did that whole thing and I tried to get back into my car. And she turned around, and was like, "Hey, excuse me, sir, can I can I use your cell phone, please?" And it was, you know, it's not a it's not a big deal to let somebody use their cell phone sometimes, but every now and then you get these uh, these people that use your cell phone to make some pretty shady calls and to do some deals and then you know your numbers attached to it and your names attached to it and then shit goes sideways and and you know they contact you about it either the police or, or the people that they wronged or the people that they were making deals with so um i kind of thought about like saying like oh my my cell phone's not charged i'm sorry you know i kind of have to go but you know, I did see her. She was she she did seem like she was uh, you know, having a really bad time. She seemed like she was struggling, and she seemed desperate. And you know, she had a kid with her, and the kid was like maybe a year and a half or two years old. So I was like, ah, I'm just gonna go for it. I'm I'm gonna risk it, and I'm gonna let her use my cell phone. So 
she gets on the cell phone and she calls a friend and she tells him, you know, so and so left me here and and I don't have a car and I don't have my cell phone and I don't have any money. So can you please send somebody to pick me up and you know take me somewhere and uh, you know I'll, I'll pay you back or whatever. So it was a legit call, I think. Uh, <laughs> well, it was a legit call, I know for sure because you know later on they did pick her up. But it was this whole fucking thing where, uh, you know, the, she didn't know the address of the place, so she just said the name of the motel. And then um, her friend called back. She's like, oh, they're on their, tell her they're on their way. And I was already at the store getting some food. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I mean, I'm at the store right now, so if they don't go get her by the time I get back, you know, I'll let her know. So I went and got some food, and then I went over to her, and they weren't there yet, and it was like an hour later. I'm like, hey... Like, you want me to call you an Uber? I'll call you an Uber, and you just give me the address you're going to, and, you know, I'll have him take you there. It's fine. So she's like, oh, I don't I don't know the address. You know, I don't know any of the addresses or, or anything like that. It was all on my uh, telephone. It was all on my cell phone, and, you know, I don't have that information with me. So it's like, oh, okay, well, I mean, I don't know what I can do. I, I can't really help you anymore. You know, you just got to wait for your friends. So she just waited there for, I think it was another, another hour. So it's just a couple hours just waiting for someone to pick her up. And, you know, it could have been real easy if she had her address. I could have just called an Uber for her and have her uh, taken to wherever she needed to go. But, you know, man, it's important that you know your addresses, man. At least you know where you live, where your relatives live, some someplace close to, to their house or something, you know, some public place where they can drop you off and when, and when it's closer for them to pick you up. You can't just rely on this fucking technology and then have it lost or taken from you or, or not charged or broken or something and then... You know, you're super lost in the world and you're you're at the mercy of whoever wants to help or, or if somebody doesn't want to help, then you're, you're fucking on your own. So you got to be real careful with that. You got to at least memorize a couple of phone numbers, you know, your your closest friend and your relative, someone you know you can count on, maybe memorize their address too, email address even, if you can get to a computer in a library, email them about it or, or you know, make sure you have your passwords memorized. It's, it's easy enough that you can remember it, but not so easy that other people can use it. Because, man, relying on fucking technology is is really scary and it's really <laughs> it's really dangerous. Especially you know if you're with a kid and you're on your own and you don't have any money. Like, shh, I could have been some fucking bad dude and I could have said, oh, you know what? Get in the car. I'll take you somewhere. And and I could have just fucking made them disappear. It would have been as easy as that because they had you know nobody, and they didn't have any way to be traced. So it's dangerous out there. So just try to keep try to keep all you know all windows and doors open in case you need to make a quick escape. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a really interesting, like, as soon as I got to uh, to that area, it was like, boom, this this experience happened. And then later on, I just relaxed. Um, and later on that evening, I went, I took an Uber to the uh, the Queen Mary so that I could pick up my tickets for that, uh, that after party that was happening uh, that Saturday night. So I get there. And I'm thinking, like, it's, it's probably going to be a couple hours if the line is long, so I might as well get there, you know, a couple hours early. I get there, and there's, like, four people in line. Everybody's already in the festival itself because the after party was a different uh, in a different area. So everybody's enjoying the festival, and there's, like, four of us just waiting for tickets. So we get our tickets, and they tell us it's in the actual ship. It's in the Queen Mary ship. So if you've ever been to Long Beach and the Queen Mary, it's a big-ass ship. <laughs> And, uh, you know, they, they tell us it's in there, so we go over, and by, when I say we, I mean, I was on my own, but there was a group of people that were also heading in the same direction, so, you know what I mean? Uh, so I, I head over to the Queen Mary, and, uh, I go to the entrance, and I tell them, you know, I got this ticket for an after party, I just want to make sure it's, it's in this entrance, I don't want to, you know, wait till the, till the doors open, and then come here, and have, have them tell me, you know, it's in a different location, and then be all lost. So they're like, no, 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 it is here. Um, just the doors aren't open for another couple hours. So if you could just, you know, hang out or, or uh, if you want to go to the festival or something, just go over there and then come back a little later. So I'm like, all right, that's that sounds cool. So I'm there at five, and from five to like six thirty, I'm just hanging out. At six thirty, I met this Australian woman, and uh, she, she was telling me she was there with her uh, with her friends. So it was like four ladies in total. But her friends were in a kombucha convention. So if you don't know what kombucha is, Google that. It's some some sort of fizzly drink that's supposed to be really good for you, like a probiotic. But it's also sort of uh, a little bit alcoholic if you mix it uh, or let it 
do the fermentation prop process uh like in a certain way so they were there for a convention on kombucha <laughs> which was you know really interesting and she was like i don't i don't want to deal with that shit so i just i told him like fuck i'll take a trip with you to california from australia but you know i'm not going to go to that convention i'll just find something else to do and uh, in the process of looking for things to do she saw that there was a, a, a reggae festival going on that weekend He's like, fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the festival while you ladies are at the kombucha thing. I'll just be chilling in the reggae fest and it'll all be good. <laughs> so she was doing that. Uh, she was on her own. She was she wasn't like like she wasn't old, but she was you know I think maybe like mid forties or late forties maybe. But she was really cool. She was really nice. She was telling me um, that they had a whole trip planned out. They were going to from from Australia. They went to California. And then from California, from uh, Long Beach, they were going to Las Vegas. And then from Las Vegas, they were dropping down to San Diego. So I thought, oh, shit, I'm, I'm from San Diego. So, you know, I, I gave her my card. And, like, if you if you need any, like, tourist ideas of, like, where to go or, or where to chill, like, just send me an email and I'll, I'll, I'll send you some, uh, some ideas. Um, because a lot of the people, like, they come here and they're like, oh, we're just going to go to the beach. The beach is, San Diego is the beach. So it's just... Let's go to Pacific Beach or Ocean Beach or, you know, Mission Beach, I think it's called. And, and they're really nice places, so they're really good places to go to. But, you know, that's not all there is. If, if you're in San Diego and you're thinking like, hey, what's, what's a cool place to go to? Make sure to try the Cabrillo uh, Lighthouse Monument thing. It's over in Point Loma. And it's like a little, it's a little, it's a drive up a hill. And then it's like a little peninsula that um, oversees the South Bay uh, the downtown area and the Coronado area so it's a pretty cool place it has a really nice like 180 degree view of the whole city um, and you know it has a lighthouse in it that you can go in and you can explore and walk around in just like uh, just like they did back then it also has some bunkers because it was you know San Diego is like a military city so they, they had some bunkers there in case of an invasion or, or of an attack um, they're not active right now so they're they're sealed off but you can see you know where they're located and how they're camouflaged and and you know what they're pointing at and shit <laughs> you can walk down the stairs in uh into the entrance of the bunker but you can't walk into the actual bunkers um so there's there's places like that there's obviously you know the the more popular places like old town like uh the zoo um there's that uh that uh, amusement park over what is it pacific beach what is it called I forget the name, but it's like Connie, Connie Island in New York. Is that, you know what I mean? So it's like a little amusement park that's like local to San Diego. Has a couple of roller coasters and some, you know, some little games that you can play and win some prizes. So there's that. And then there's, um, there's like the La Jolla Cove where you can go to watch the seals or you can go to the underground uh, store and stuff like that. So anyways, I, I talked to this Australian lady and she was heading over to San Diego and I told her, you know, just if you need any help, just let me know and, you know, I'll be more than willing to help. Give her my card. And then we just talked about, um, you know, who, who we were there to see and what was going on. So she was really excited to see uh, Ben Harper. <laughs> and I was really excited to see Yellowman and Barrington uh, Levy, which I did not see. I was not able to see them, unfortunately. They were like uh, the last the last bands or the last uh, performers of the night. And I was just, I was so tired by the end of the night that I, I, I could not stay to see them. Um, it was a really cool festival. It was, it had a really, a lot of like amenities. It had, you know, a bunch of restrooms. It had charging stations for your cell phones or cameras or whatever. They let you in with cameras and little tripods in case you wanted to record some stuff. Um, they had a bunch of shops where you can buy, you know, sweaters or, or shirts or, or, you know, cups mugs whatever you wanted to to get uh you could buy they had a bunch of food which was not that expensive and uh they had water stations too so you can fill up fill up your water bottles so you didn't have to buy their water which was like a little expensive it was i think it was like three dollars for a water bottle or you could just buy one water bottle and then refill it with the, the water filling stations that were there so it was really nice but they didn't really have too many seats you know they had a couple of tables for the, like the eating area and stuff like that but a lot of people would eat and then they would just sit there and just chill there for a couple hours until the show that they wanted to see came up. So towards the end of the night, almost everybody was just sitting on on, on those uh, seats. 
and uh, there was a lot of people sitting on the floor and uh, on the like little sidewalks areas, and there was just nowhere to sit. Um, I had a backpack and I had bought a couple of things, some mugs. I, had, I think I bought like an album or something. <laughs> and you know, if I if I I didn't want to sit and then have that stuff on the ground and maybe you know I don't know have it like taken away or, or stolen or break. So I was just standing and uh, I could only do that for so long and, and I just called it a night. Uh, I called it a night a little bit earlier. So I just went home. I, I came back to San Diego actually that night. I didn't even spend that night in Long Beach because I was just so tired. I just wanted to get it home. Um, but all in all, it was a really cool event. I also met some people from like Temecula that were there. Some people dropped down from Los Angeles. Um, I, I met a dude that was there from uh, Hawaii. He actually flew from Hawaii to uh, Long Beach specifically for the reggae fest. He said, this is, this is, I've been attending to all these reggae fests in a row. So I'm really excited to be here. He made a whole like itinerary of which bands he wants to see. And then some bands that overlap, he saw each other like, okay, if, if this band plays for an hour, but 15 minutes overlap with this other band, then I'm only going to watch 45 minutes or 40 minutes and then go take five minutes to walk to the other band and then have it start and then watch them play. So he made this whole plan and he was there for like four days. He said he went to the, there was a Friday pre-party and then the Saturday fest and then the Saturday after party and then Sunday fest and then Sunday after party. So he was there for the whole thing. <laughs> and I guess, I mean, if you're flying in from Hawaii and, and you're taking in, you know, you're, you're spending all that money to get to Long Beach, you want to spend all that time uh, in, in the festival. I wanted to go to the Easiest Star All-Stars, which was a Saturday night after party, and I wanted to go to the Sunday event to watch Matsuz Yahoo and, and a bunch of you know other bands that I got to see. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, you meet some really cool people there. Um, but I was pooped after like a day and a half of just walking around and going to, uh, to different uh, stages. And this dude was there for five days, and he was like probably in his early 50s, but he was just rocking and rolling. Through, through the whole festival. Uh, plus, it probably helped him that he smoked a ton of weed. He showed me a picture of a blunt uh, they had smoked. <sighs> Jesus Christ, it's probably the size of my arm. And uh, I'm a pretty big guy, too. So he's like, yeah, we, we had this rolling around, and, you know, we were pretty feeling, we were feeling pretty tired. And then, um, you know, we, we took a, a few puffs of this, and all of a sudden we were flying, and we were just hanging out, and... We didn't even feel our ankles hurting or our joints in pain. <laughs> so, you know, you do what you have to do to to, to have a good time. Um, so that was that was a One Love Cali Fest. Again, if you want to see like a bunch of pictures or uh, uh, videos or uh, a couple of full performances, you're more than welcome to do that. Uh, it's You can either go to my YouTube channel. And if you want to go to my YouTube channel, uh, you could find it on my website. Again, that's ValdiviaEntertainment.com. And I'm actually about to upload a bunch more pictures and a bunch more videos of uh, different shows that I went to um, after that. So after the One Love Cali Reggae Fest, I believe the, the what, what was the weekend after that? The weekend after that was uh, the Frights. If you don't know, the Frights, they're like a surf rock band and they're local to San Diego, but they're, they're you know, they're, they're decently big where... Uh, you know, a lot of people know about them and they like their music, but I think they're more uh, towards like younger audiences because they, they talk a lot about like, you know, uh, love, but in a more, you know, I don't want to say immature way, but in a more like, you know, not not like Morrissey love. It's like, you know, young love. <laughs> so um, in a more, it's like a more happy sort of heartbreak tone, if that makes any sense. Um, but I wanted to go to that festival, uh, and, and I did, and I, and I had a really good time. Uh, the, but they only played, like, maybe 10 songs, I think. They they gave them an hour and 45 minutes to play, and I think they only played for, like, 45 minutes. And then for the next hour, uh, or for the next 10 minutes, they played, like, a, just um, a mix of a bunch of popular songs, like little snippets of them. And then after that, they were done. They, they just left. So after an hour, they played for an hour, 45 minutes of like original content, and then 15 minutes of uh, just random stuff that wasn't really theirs. Uh, they left. So 45 minutes early, they were like, "Okay, guys, we, you know, we're out of. They gave us all this time, but we don't have enough uh, enough songs to play, so we're out of here. Have a good night." And then they left. 
no further explanation, no further interaction with the crowd, no nothing. So everybody was all, well, not everybody, but a lot of people were like really upset about it. Um, so that was unfortunate. But after that, it was uh, the Thursday after that. And that was here in San Diego, by the way. That was near the Point Loma area. After that, a few days later, I went to the uh, the Adan Khodorovsky show over in, uh, in North Park. I believe that's North Park. Um, and it was... That show was oh, amazing. Uh, the bands that were there were Red, uh, let's see, Red Pony Clock. I had to look. I had to check out the name because it's it's not. It's like a little confusing. Um, I was gonna I was gonna call it Red Clock Pony, but no, it's Red Pony Clock. And then the other band that played there was Wait for It. Well, obviously, it was Adan Khodorovsky, but there was another band that played there, and I have a hard time remembering the name only because it's, like, the name of a person, and I'm really bad at remembering a name of pers- peoples. But I think... I think it was just called, like, the name of the person. is just Rudy Danda. And uh, he was a really intense uh, performer. He was playing the guitar, and he's also the lead singer. And he was, like, shaking around stage and almost, like, having uh, seizures and shit. But it was him performing and, and, and you know, giving the, uh, the audience a show. And it was really cool. And with that band, with that band, there was a bass player who I swear I thought was Janis Joplin. It was incredible. She had the, you know, the like the long curly hair and she brushed it so it was a little puffy. She had some uh, bell-bottom pants that was like really intense. <clears throat> and when she was playing the bass, like she she could feel the fucking rhythm and she could you can feel that, you know, she was putting her soul into it and she was leaning back and she was doing all this, you know, movement and and going through the motions of feeling the rhythm and shit. It was really intense like it was mesmerizing to watch her perform uh on that show. And I'm sure on every other show, but I, that's the only one I've seen. Um, so that Red Clock Pony, that band with that bass player, and then Adan Khodorovsky with his guitar player, who was also, you know, really intense. Whew, that was a good night. And I almost didn't go to it because I thought, you know, well, here's what happened. I almost didn't go to it because um, the... Like three or four days later, I was gonna go to watch Go Gold Bordello in uh, in North Park. Also, what is it? What is the place called? In the Observatory in North Park. <clears throat> so I figured, you know what? I'm I should probably just like maybe not go to this one, save a little bit of money, and then just go to watch Go Gold Bordello and 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 feel a little bit more comfortable with you know if you gotta buy like drinks or food or or whatever. But I was like, no, no, no. I got the ticket. This is like the third time I get a chance to see Adanowski, and I don't. I'm not gonna waste this opportunity to go watch him so i went over and i was debating like do i want to drive there do i want to uber there well am i gonna find parking or should i just you know whatever do a right chair so i at the end i decided you know what i'm just gonna take my car because i'm not gonna drink a lot and and i can drive back and it's fine it's no worries so i drive up it's like a 30 minute ride with a little bit of traffic and i get there and there's no parking it's like in this super small bar. It's called a soda bar. And it's the the bar is like facing the street and, and there's a little bit of street parking. And then if you go down the other side, the other two streets, um, there's like a tiny bit of parking, but it's all houses around it mostly. It's all like on an avenue and then behind it is houses. So it's all, you know, people's cars that li- live in those houses. So I, I do like a 10 minute, just drive around the block, see if I can find any parking. And I find a parking spot like three blocks down. But it's in a neighborhood where, you know, it's a dark neighborhood, it's quiet, and, and you know, people have tight lips there where <laughs> if shit happens, you know, nobody saw anything. <clears throat> so I decided, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna drive back home, and I'm just gonna call an Uber. Now, if this had been um, maybe a couple of months ago, I would have decided, like, you know what, fuck this, there's no parking, I'm gonna take that as a sign, I'm just not gonna go, and, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll just go to Google Bordello uh, on Saturday. But 
it being this time, I was like, no, fuck that. I'm not going to let a little shit like a parking determine whether I enjoy myself or not. So I drove back home another fucking 30 minutes. So I called an Uber and then he shows up. He's like, oh shit, where are you going, man? Like, I'm going to North Park. Uh, he's like, oh, right on. What, what are you doing over there? Like, oh, I'm just going to a show. Oh, nice. Who you play with? <laughs> like, no, man, I'm not playing. I'm just, I'm going to go watch uh, some bands play. Like, oh, nice, nice. Uh, who's playing? And then I told him who's playing. Obviously, he had no fucking clue who they were. So he's like, oh, okay, well, you know, that's cool. And we drove off. Um, another, I think it was like 20 minutes because there was no traffic. So 20 minutes later, it took, it was like an hour, 20 minute fucking experience to get to the soda bar because of the parking. So I get there and, you know, the show started already, but uh, Red Red Pony Clock has already started playing. So by then, they only have like four songs left. But it was one of the most intense show experiences that I've ever had. These people had guitars, they had basses, I think they had keyboards, they had, um, what are the, what are the... Marimbas, I don't know what they're called in English. Um, they had a trumpets. I think they had a trombone. It was, and and they were all playing at the same time, and they were all into it, and it was really intense. I took a little video of it. I'll put it on the website. It's not like a full song because, you know, I couldn't get to a full song, and the lighting was really crappy, so I, I couldn't really record a good video of it. But you'll get a gist of it if you if you watch it on the website. It's really interesting it was really intense and i am so glad that i went there uh, because like i said the band after that it was rudy rudy vanda and the bass player was amazing it was really sick and obviously you know adanowski he's always great um he was very he interacted with the crowd a little bit uh during the show he actually invited a couple to go to the stage and dance with him kind of like what pink martini did but when he invited a couple you know, a couple more people decided like, oh, okay, he's inviting people, so I want to go up there too. So then they rushed the stage, and before you knew it, there was like 15 people on a little tiny stage. So he's like, oh, okay, we got to get out of here. <laughs> so he started uh, uh, walking off the stage. Like He kept singing, but he went off the stage, and he sort of interacted with the crowd that was standing in front of the stage um, and started like dancing with them and started like laughing around with them, and it was sort of like a like a Pied Piper kind of thing, or like, hey, look, guys, you know, I'm off the stage, so maybe you want to come off the stage, too, and everybody looked at him, and, and the people that were on the stage were, like, just happy to be on the stage, so they didn't even want to fucking go and, and interact with him, you know, in, on the floor, so then he left, uh, he he went to the back room, and he just, he, he waited there for, like, five or, or six minutes, and we all thought, like, oh, shit, is the show over, or what happened, what's, what's going on, so then the crowd slowly started, like, Okay, well, I guess we'll just go back to the floor and we'll go to our seats or whatever. But there was this one lady that grabbed onto the mic and started singing, you know, or kept on singing the song that he he left off with. And we were like, oh, come on, you know, it, it, it's cool that you did that, but please stop so that he can come back and, and you know, continue his show. Um, so, you know, like six minutes later, she stops finally and then he comes out and is like, whoa, you know, I... I invited a couple of people, and then all of a sudden, you, all you guys, you know, came on the stage, and it's kind of a small stage, and, you know, just please, please be careful with all this stuff. So, uh, he apologized to, like, the crew and, and the people, the staff over in, in the soda bar. He was like, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> you know, I did not mean for this to happen, but, you know, let's, let's go on with the show. So, <clears throat> he was really polite about it. You know, he was really cool with it. I, it was understandable that he tried to do, like, a little thing, and then it got out of hand, and he didn't know how to deal with it, so... His best thing was to like, just get out of there and have everything just cool off, kind of uh, settle down, and then come back out. Because if he had just stayed outside uh, on the stage, like the crowd would have either gotten bigger or, or um, rowdier, or you know it would have just been you know a mess. So I think it was what handled very very well. I think he did uh, he did a great job, you know, handling that sort of stuff, and uh, <clears throat> it was great. I got to meet the people from Red Pony Clock. After they stopped playing, there was a little like intermission while the other band uh, set up. So I got to meet him. I bought a record from them. Um, they gave me a CD and a shirt. It was I took a picture with uh, with the lead singer. The dude was uh, very down to earth. He had an awesome beard, and he said, "Like, oh, where are you from?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm from Chula Vista." He's like, "Oh, I'm from Nashville City." So we're like neighbors. So it was really awesome to to know that you know a person sort of local was uh, was doing that. You know that great was doing that 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 type, that type of music that's really interesting it's really different and it's really intense 
and you know it's just it's just fun to know that you know people in your area or just people in general have these ideas where they create these uh these things these uh sounds or, or this music that that provide an experience like a totally different experience to whoever's you know listening or watching them so it was it was really fun unfortunately i did not get to meet the people from uh the other man that played you know i was i didn't want to lose my spot in the crowd for uh for adonoski so i didn't really go out and and try to find them but i wish i could have met them and maybe taken a couple of pictures with them just sort of said hi and, and said thank you especially to the bass player because like i said honestly like it's not even it's not even anything like weird or anything i just i just really digged that you know, you you sometimes you see you see uh, like a guitar player or a, or a bass player or a drummer, you know, like when I went to the One Love Cali Reggae Fest, there was a band that played. I forget the name of the band, but I took a couple of pictures and a couple of videos, and the 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 drummer, like his face was just like he didn't want to be there. He was just do, going through the motions of playing the songs, and you know, being in the event. But you can tell in his face he was bored out of his mind or he was upset or something and he just didn't want to be there so it was kind of like ooh, you know a little bit cringy because like come on man you're in a show you're there's people that are, are here to watch you just put a little effort into it put a little emotion into it so it's always really appreciated when a performer you know an artist uh, uh any sort of instrument player or, or lead singer or anything puts their like their emotions or, or puts a little bit of extra spice to a performance you know because that's where you're there to see. Like, if you just wanted to hear the music, you could just stay home and fucking put on a record or or put on Spotify or whatever you listen uh, to music on, and just listen to the music. But you want to go to a show and you want to you want to experience a show. You want to see the the artist perform and play and and you know sway and dance a little bit and get all a little bit crazy. Um, and that's what uh, that bass player and that band in general gave us. I mean the the. The lead singer, like I said, it looked like he was having seizures every now and then, but he was just like really into singing a song and, and really into you know performing it, and it was just a really cool experience to watch him uh, watch him perform, and I really look forward to watching him again. I'm gonna be on the lookout for more shows by them, more shows by them. Sorry, and it was just it was just great. I, I got a picture with Adanowski. I put it on my Instagram. If you want to follow that, it's at Valdivias Entertainment. You can check that out. I put a bunch of pictures there and a bunch of little uh, clips of uh, uh, videos that I record while I'm on the shows. So if you want to take a look at those, you can find that there as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, after that, it was I was just really glad that I, I, I just went for it and I just went to the event. Uh, I didn't let something stupid like uh, not finding parking stop me. You know, It would have been really easy to just come back home and just stay here and not do anything for the night. But, you know... Sometimes, sometimes when when you don't want to go to a place and then you go, you have you know one of the best times that you've had in a long time. So after that, um, after that, it was actually not Google Bordello. After that, it was the Las Vegas trip. It was I think Adonoski was on the twenty second, and then the Las Vegas trip was on the twenty fourth. So on the twenty fourth again, I was like ah. Maybe I won't go to Vegas. Maybe I'll just stay. You know, it's kind of a long trip. It's, yeah. I was I was creating uh, like a thousand different reasons to not go or excuses to, to just stay home and just, uh, you know, save it for the next time. Uh, and it was just, it was part of the, like, not spending too much money because, you know, I'm going to Mexico in a few days and, and, uh, and it, it was a couple of weeks from the event. So I was like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe I'll just save that. But, it was mostly the fact that um, I was going to go meet with a bunch of people that I didn't really know, I didn't really interact with or talk with too much, um, and I was going on my own. So I thought, like, you know, this is going to be hard for me to to really open up and sort of relate to people that I don't really talk to um, and who uh, probably the only thing they have in common with me is, you know, the fact that we play uh, a video game on our phones. But I was like, you know what? I'm tired of doing that. I'm tired of sabotaging my my life, my experiences. So I decided I'm gonna go for it. I'm just fuck it. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna drive over there. I'm gonna talk to these people. I'm gonna have a good time, and and I'm just gonna try my best to to socialize and to open up and to get out of my little fucking uh, shell. So I did. 
hard drive. <laughs> I, I went there Saturday morning. I, I left about, at, I think it was like 6 or 7 in the morning. And I got over there at 12 noon. And the event had started like at 11.30 in the morning. So I got there and as soon as I walked in there, like this one person, I believe her uh, her uh, in-game name is like Jet Black or something like that. She walks up to me like, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? You know, uh, what clan are you from? Uh, there's clans in the game. Um, so like, what, what clan are you from? You know, uh, what's your in-game name? Well, where are you coming from? And stuff like that. So right away, they were like very interactive, very like friendly, very accepting and then... As soon as you walk in, you just felt this warmth of, like, these people were there to have a good time and to enjoy each other's company and to get to know the people that maybe they talked to a little bit online but never really met in person. So they weren't they weren't the type of people that would look at you and be like, ooh, you know, who's that guy or what the fuck is he doing here or, or make shit awkward. They were the type of people that were very welcoming. So as soon as I walked in there, I felt that warmth, that uh, that uh, easiness of, uh, like, so, a sort of familiar, familiarity. Um... And it was just an awesome experience. Um, I went to... I, I was struggling to find a seat because there weren't really any empty tables and I didn't want to take a spot in a table where people were sitting already because, you know, they might be waiting for other people and stuff like that. So I found an empty table next to a group of people and, and I just set up my stuff there and I was just chilling there on my phone and this person walks up to me, O'Malley, who is one of the funniest people that I've, I've ever met. <laughs> he walks up to me, he's like, hey, dude, uh, what are you doing? Like, nothing, man, just, you know, just setting up my stuff, um, you know, logging into the game and stuff. Oh, he's like, come sit with us. So, I was like, yeah, are you sure? Like, yeah, dude, come sit with us, what are you doing over there? So, I go over to their table, and right away, they're like, oh, what's going on, where are you from? Uh, You know, we're so-and-so, and and we're from this clan, and we've played this game for this long, and we're here from, you know, this place. So, we started interacting, we started having conversations, and, and right away, it was like, they knew me from, you know from way back and they were just talking to me and joking with me and, and including me in their in their conversation and stuff like that and it was just a really awesome experience from beginning to end it was really really uh, fun I laughed so much they they were just joking the whole time that we were there I think I was there from 12 to like 8pm so it was 8 hours of just a bunch of people uh, playing a mobile game uh, in a like a little hall that they had rented out and, you know, a lot of that stuff, well, actually, pretty much all the money that was uh, uh, made in the event, like purchasing tickets, purchasing food, you know, X and Y, was given to a charity, which I think I believe it's called Extra Life, which is a children's charity. <clears throat> so it was really cool that they did that. And, and you know, it was a really awesome time. Uh, and again, it was one of those things where I, I thought about maybe I shouldn't go because, you know. I, uh, that social anxiety just starts getting into your head and starts telling you like, yeah, just stay home, just just stay where you're comfortable, and just don't don't go anywhere because uh, you know you can stay here, you can watch TV, maybe you can you know go watch a movie or, or play some games, and you won't have to feel awkward or embarrassed or anything like that. But you know you gotta break through that. And you gotta say no, nah, fuck that. Let me feel awkward. Let me feel embarrassed and. and let me, you know, get some uh, interactions with people that I don't know and, and get to know some new people. And I did. I got to, I probably met, talked with like 15 people. And I, I think, you know, they're they're so accepting that they um, also like asked me to uh, to help out with the event and to do some stuff with that. And I was willing to. And I said, you know, I took my, my equipment and I told them like, you know, I have my equipment in my car if you need a, an extra mic or... or or a mixer or something, let me know, and uh, we can go, go uh, get it and go set it up. And, you know, they, they appreciated that, but they didn't end up needing it, so it was cool that, uh, you know, they had all that stuff set up already. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they are like, yeah, just keep in touch, man. Keep in touch on Twitter or Discord or, you know, whatever, and like, let's keep this going. So, you know, that's, that's what I'm planning to do, get a little bit more involved with, uh, with the community uh, within that game. So... After that, I came back the next day. So really, I just went for the event. I just went for the like the meetup. I didn't really go to the casinos or to the strip or anything like that because I, I, I that wasn't the trip was not for that. The trip was for the actual event. So I, I got to the event. I spent some time there. At the end of the event, I went to my hotel. I knocked out because I had driven for like six hours in the morning. And then you know in the morning I woke up and I was like, okay, 
it's time to go. Time to get out of here. And I just came back to San Diego. And uh, it was a good time. So a week later, the Go Gold Bordello show comes up. And that was that was this past weekend. Um, and to that show, I was not doubting uh, whether I wanted to go or not. Because that I've been wanting to watch this band for such a long time. And if you don't know what type of uh, music it is, it is a self-proclaimed uh, gypsy punk band. So it's like a rock, sort of high-energy, ethnic sort of music. Um, so go ahead and check them out. Go Gold Bordello. I think if you listen to the other episodes, you'll know. Uh, I told you they're in a couple of movies. Well, their music is in Wrist Cutter's Love Story. And then the actual lead singer of the band comes out in Filth and Wisdom. Uh, which is a movie directed by uh, Madonna. So it's a really interesting movie. So go check check those out um, and check the band out. They're, they're a really fun, uh, really crazy experience. And they take no shit, you know. They, they were out there performing and the band uh, or the, the audience, the front people in the front line kept screaming like, play this song or play that song. And he was like, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to put a show on here, man. <laughs> like, well, stop trying to tell me what to do. We have a, we have a set list. We're, we're going to get to those songs if we get to those songs. Like, calm down. And everybody just went crazy. Like, yeah, you know, finally uh, a, uh, a band member or a band that says that and that talks back to the audience and that tells them to calm down because it's annoying when you're in a show and you got people next to you, like, trying to tell the artist what to play. And, like, come on, man. You, they're not going to fucking listen to you. Like... If it's in their set list, they're going to play it. And if it's not, then fucking deal with it. And it happened to me with the Easy Star All-Stars. I saw that they had the song Karma Police in their set list. It was the last song they had in the set list. I'm sure they were trying to make it like a surprise thing. Um, but they ran out of time and they couldn't get to it. And I was so bummed that, you know, it was it was it's probably my favorite song by them. And they couldn't get to it. So it happens. And then with this band, Go Go Bordello, last weekend, I was looking forward to uh, a song by them called uh, Through the Roof and Underground, which is a song that comes out in Risk Cutters, a love story. And unfortunately, you know, they didn't have it in their set list. I did see the set list. I was sitting next to the, uh, or not sitting, I was standing next to the little control panel where they, they mix all the audio. So uh, I, they had the set list there, and I, I looked over through it, or I looked through it, and I saw they had, you know, a a few songs that I liked. They had Wonderless King. They had Start Wearing Purple. They had Immigrant Punk. They had Sally. You know, things like that. But they didn't have that Through the Roof and Underground, which was a bummer. But, you know, one song out of the whole performance, you know, it doesn't take away from the performance. And I wasn't going to be yelling at them to, like, play that song and, and if they hadn't really prepared for it. So, it was all good. It was a really interesting show. Um, everybody was... Like when you go to these shows, you know that some some people get drunk and, and they get obnoxious, or they get aggressive, or they get confrontational. But a lot of the times, like ninety nine percent of the people are just there to experience the band, and and they're 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 just there to like have a good time and and like embrace each other's you know differences and like you know get together and and experience have a have like a a one person you know experience with multiple people if that makes any sense like have all the people mix into like this one being having an experience while you're at a concert so it was it was all really fun it was our a good time so the last few weeks i've <laughs> i went to long beach i went to north park i went to las vegas you know uh this next weekend i'm not i am not doing anything the last weekend i was supposed to meet up with a friend and, and help him record some stuff but you know, i guess he didn't have a time or something. He didn't really message me or, or call me or anything. <clears throat> so I had set outside uh, Sunday to help him out and to record some stuff with him. And he just he just didn't say anything. So I kind of wasted a Sunday there. But, you know, it happens. You live and you learn. Uh, next weekend, I have uh, a friend that's supposed to come over and record uh, the podcast. So we she has some stuff that she wants to talk about. Um, so she'll be here. And uh, it'll be a good time. We have some good times. And then after that, four days later, I'm going to fly to Mexico City. I'm going to land there the 14th. And then that same day, we're actually going to a, a show. I don't know if you've heard of this performer. I believe her name is Tash Sultana. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm probably not saying that right. Let me see. 
Gotta look for the name here. Yeah, I mean, that's how you say it. I mean, that's how it's spelled. And she's an Australian singer and songwriter. And uh, she's uh, she's sort of like a, a looper. I don't know if you've heard of that term. Or if it's even the right term. But she'll, like, play a piece of a song and then she'll put it in the computer and it'll loop. So it'll be playing over and over again. And then she'll play another piece of a song and put it at the computer and then, you know... Uh, superimpose that or whatever it's called onto the other loop and then those both pieces will be playing but they'll be synchronized to where you know it's starting to sound like a like a melody and then she'll start singing on top of that melody and playing another part of the song so it looks like it's pretty intense it looks like it's pretty cool and it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting experience because as soon as i land there i'm gonna wait a couple of hours for the rest of the people to get there because i'm going there with like four other people and then from there, we're probably going over to the the Airbnb that we rented. We're maybe going to change, freshen up, and then we're going to head to the event that same day. So we're going to be pretty fucked up when it comes to like energy and, and being maybe probably not jet lag because it's not that big of a flight or not that long of a flight. But, you know, we're still going to be pretty tired from sitting for like three or, or four hours, depending on, you know, how long their flight is. Um, and yeah, I mean, after that. You know, it's going to be Thursday and Friday. We're probably just going to do some some touristy things, some exploring the city, the the pyramids, the ruins or whatever. And then Saturday night. Saturday night is the first night of the Vive Latino over in Mexico City, the biggest festival in I think the Latin America, they say. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's true. I, I don't I don't know of too many festivals in South America, but you know, that's what they call it. Sunday is the second day of the Vive Latino. And then Monday Monday night, I come back to San Diego. So hopefully all goes well. <laughs> there's no uh, there's no crazy shit happening or, or no earthquakes or anything like that. And, you know, it, we can have a smooth trip from beginning to end, from the 14th to the 19th. And it's all good. You know, I'll definitely be taking some pictures of that, of the Tash Sultana concert, of, uh, you know, the, the pyramids and all that stuff, and of the Vive Latino days, uh, Saturday and Sunday. Unfortunately, they don't allow cameras into that event so i'll probably just be recording with my phone which is not even that bad because you know i have the the iphone 8 plus which records in fucking 4k at 60 frames per second so it's really smooth really really silky really uh high definition video um so it shouldn't be too bad i just probably won't be able to get too many close-ups uh unfortunately but you know oh well it'll still be a fun experience and hopefully you'll uh you'll stick around and you know you'll listen to how it went over there um and maybe even watch a couple of the videos to see how it was all set up and 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 you know if you're thinking about going next year it's uh, it'll be a good good deal to watch those videos and kind of get your get a sense of where you know where it's located and and what type of stuff goes on in it so uh after that i'm pre i'm sure i have a couple more events for the next couple of weeks but i forget I forget. <laughs> I have so many things going on. I I haven't written down on my calendar, but I have them on my email. But, you know, we'll talk about that next time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, whew, it has been a roller coaster ride um, these past couple of months. And, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. Honestly, like, this is probably the happiest I've been in a very, very long time. I, I love traveling. I love driving. I love experiencing different things even though you hear me say like i don't know I, I feel i have that social anxiety i feel like maybe i should stay in and not do much or not do anything like that's just something that i've i grew up with it's something that i'm dealing with i'm sure all of us have something that we're dealing with some sort of like you know bad feelings or depression or anxiety or like nervousness or shyness or something like that but it it's important to know that you can break through that and you can have a really good time doing you know whatever it is that you're interested in doing you know, it's just a matter of, like, the only thing between you and a good time is whatever whatever barrier you set for yourself, whether your, your, your shyness, your anxiety, your depression, your, you know, social awkwardness or whatever. Like, that's all stuff that you set uh, for yourself and, and stuff that you can choose to overcome if you wanted to. Um, now, obviously, if you have, you know, the, the money for it. And like I said before, if you don't have the money for it, there's, like, a lot of hustling opportunities up there. There's a lot of uh, little small jobs that you can do nowadays to get a little bit of extra cash so there's really nothing stopping you from you know enjoying your life unless you know there's something like physical that's stopping you or 
or some major you know event that happened in your life that you can't just really overcome right now or or ignore in favor of having a good time but you know you know what i mean if you if you have the ability if you have the freedom the time and you want to do it then you can do it and you can have a really awesome time i've learned that now <laughs> um and i hope to keep experiencing some really awesome things um so yeah that, that was my experience for the last couple of weeks um i have had some really awkward moments i'm sure we'll, we'll talk about that next time uh when when my friend gets here i'm sure she has some stuff that she wants to say and you know i have some things that i want to share with her too so you know we'll do that next time so thanks i hope you uh enjoy this this episode if you did make sure to please uh give us a follow or give me a follow i don't know why i said us Give me a follow on iTunes. I'm on iTunes. Make sure to, if you want to do that, subscribe to that and leave a rating and a review. If you, you know, if you have something to say about that, if you are on Google Play Music, you can also hit that subscribe button. And then, uh, you know, I don't upload too often, but I will upload often enough that, you know, maybe you'll be interested in, in hearing all the stuff. And uh, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, you can follow, you know, the the SoundCloud page. You can leave a comment there. You can leave a like. Make sure to share with your friends if you're interested. If they were going to an event, I did. Maybe they didn't know if they should have gone or, or maybe they didn't go and they're like, oh, maybe I should have gone, maybe I shouldn't have. I bet it was like crappy experience or whatever. Um, go ahead and share this with them and have them listen to it and you know, maybe next time they'll they'll uh, decide to go to to it. Um, what else? If you want to follow me on Twitter, at Valdivies, that'll be in the episode description. Instagram, at Valdivies or at Valdivies Entertainment if you want to see stuff uh, that I post about the shows and you know pictures and videos and stuff like that. Um, if you want to go to my website, valdiviasentertainment.com, you know, from Instagram, you can see like one minute clips, 30 second clips of like shows, but I'll post, uh, like full videos on, uh, on my website, which will be posted on YouTube as well, but you can find the YouTube linked on the website. So valdiviasentertainment.com again, go ahead and check that out. Um, and yeah, thank you for listening. We, I hope to be back, uh, this Saturday and then after the Viva Latino, probably I'll upload on the 20th or on the 21st. No, the 20th is the first day of spring. So maybe I'll upload on, uh, upload on the first day of spring as well. So it's it's sort of an irregular schedule. I know it's it's hard. Uh, a couple of people ask me, like, are you still uploading? Are you still recording or what's going on? <laughs> and yeah, I'm still doing it. It's just like I said, you know, I've been I've been up and down all around. And uh, it's it, my schedule is like sometimes I'm. Sometimes I'm out of town on a Saturday. Sometimes I'm out of town on a Thursday. Sometimes, you know, this and that. So, you know, just bear with me. You know, well, we're going to get there, and hopefully you enjoy it enough or you stick around and you keep listening. So, all right, that was enough. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You have a beautiful day. You have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy the shows. Enjoy your life. You know, get out there and have some sick experiences. Write it down, record it, and share it with your friends. Bye.